welcome to 44 at 60. At a business event in early 2019, your host Trevor Lee foolishly agreed to run the 2021 Classic Quarter. A 44-mile ultramarathon on the coastal path from the UK's most southerly point, Lizard Village, to the UK's most westerly point, Land's End. This podcast follows Trevor's progress and will include contributions from seasoned ultra runners who will be offering Trevor lots of top tips and advice as he ventures forth on this ridiculous quest. And the podcast title? Well, it's 44 miles and yes, Trevor has a big birthday in 2021, but he'd rather not say which one it is. Okay, it's time to lace up the running shoes, load up on carbs and gels and get this show on the Cornish Coastal Path. Welcome everybody to this episode of the 44 at 60 podcast. Now on today's show, I've got Lou from Cornwall Physio and the Run Lab. Yes. Great stuff. Welcome Lou. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, it's great. I've been here with you this afternoon because you've been trying to turn me into an ultra runner. So have I got any hope at all? Yes, um, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You're not just saying that, are you? Um, yeah, no pressure at all, um, but we can turn anyone into a runner. You're actually a really good runner. Oh, right. Yeah, well, that's of, the first time anyone's ever told me that. <laughs> lots of potential. Lots of potential. Well, yes, I'm, I'm sure I'm, my best runs ahead of me, obviously. So tell me, tell me what you found about, about me and then just, you know, we'll, we'll talk a bit more about, you know, what you can advise ultra runners in general. So we gave you the full MOT this afternoon. We put you through your paces. Um, so we looked at your technique in general and we talked about your goals and, and obviously you're doing your 44 miler in 2021, um, which is fab. And we looked at your technique and how it relates to ultra running and what you're aiming to do. And then we looked a bit more specifically at your body and your symmetry and your joints and your strength and and looked at the little fine tuning and tweaks that we can do to you specifically as a runner um, to hopefully make you more effective. Um, Bulletproof you as a ultra runner is going to be quite important. So we need to keep you in one piece um, and we need to keep you nice and economical as you're moving and as much symmetry as is possible is quite important with ultra runners when um, you are doing something repetitively for so long any sort of asymmetries or slight issues that are there will tend to exacerbate as time goes on so that's what we did with you this afternoon Um, and we found some interesting stuff hopefully (laughs) well I seem to remember that um, was I a power runner in the first go I had on the treadmill yeah so we looked first of all (laughs) I was quite um, impressed with that (laughs) we looked at your general technique first of all so when we're looking at running technique historically if we went back five ten years we were uh, quite narrow-minded when we were looking at running technique there was an idea of good running technique bad running technique and this very much one size fits all idea of running technique Um, things have evolved a lot since then and what we now realize um, now that we've got lots of data is that different running styles are probably more appropriate for different types of running and also for different individuals so you interestingly had a style that's quite suited to short distance running and um, so you're a very powerful runner um which is good so very good for uh shorter distances the last five meters you mean yeah 5k <laughs> and below which is yeah so that's great and then we we look at your uh, goal which is obviously your um 44 miler so mm. that's where there was a, a slight disconnect there so right um that was the sort of bigger picture of your running um and then we looked very specifically at your uh, body and your injury history and how everything was moving with your joints and things and we found some interesting bits there that we're going to be able to work on um to just optimize you specifically 
Okay. Well, I found the whole experience quite fascinating, to be honest. Yes, it's and, good fun. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was amazed at um, you know uh, all the data because I like I love the data. Mm-hmm. But I was amazed at all the data that came out, and um, and then you did get me to do something slightly different, and the data did change quite a bit, didn't it, towards the end? Yeah. Yeah. So we we made um, a really simple tweak because um, the idea should always be to change as little as possible to make the, the changes that we wanted to see. Um, so with you, uh, because you were quite powerful and you had some characteristics that would be a little bit wasteful as a as an ultra runner, um, and there were a few issues with uh, controlling your forces, um, so we actually just changed your cadence a little bit. And when we did that initially it created more issues, so it didn't actually help things to begin with. Um, and then we played around with how we did that, and eventually it made some really good improvements to your running. So it actually made you um, less less injury risk, uh, lowered your joint loading, more economy. Um, so across the board, it, it improved things about your running, um, and then it's just left us with some bits that we need to strengthen up and, and improve with your symmetry. Okay. So in, in about an hour or so, you've turned me into a from a from a five meter sprinter into an ultra runner. Uh, yeah, that's great. I'm yeah. very impressed. I'm yeah, impressed. It's, it's always going to be yeah, uh, it's always going to be an ongoing process. Okay. In an ideal world, yeah, we would just go right there. We go do that job done. But uh, realistically, it's going to be a little bit of an ongoing process. So in terms of the technique, we know um, now we've been able to measure what has the potential to improve you. Um, but we also um, found that there were some ongoing issues with a, f- a few of your forces that were going on. So we're going to, um, I've given you some strength exercises to be working on. So there's al- always homework when you come here. Yeah. Um, so you've got some strength exercises. Okay. We know which bits we need to be working on now and, and, and focusing on. Um, and then the plan is we're going to retest you. Uh, in about oh, six gosh. weeks' time, I've, I've no got, pressure. I've got to remember the homework. Yeah, now, the dog I? can't eat your homework. <laughs> we'll be able to tell if you haven't done it. <laughs> So tell, tell, tell me a bit about the Run Lab then. How long have you had the Run Lab here? So I've had the Run Lab here for two and a half years. Um, I was the first physiotherapist in the UK to introduce markerless 3D gait analysis. So markerless is the sort of latest technology in 3D gait analysis. It's just really quick and easy to use. So, what, sorry, what do you mean by so markerless? So markerless, um, historically, 3D gait analysis, you, need to have, um, you used to have to stick little sensors onto all of your joints. Um, and it's it's super accurate. It's what universities use to measure movement. Um, I was last week at the Olympic Gate Analysis Centre um, over in Belgium, and they use it there, and it, it was really interesting. I, I was able to to use that kit, and but it takes ages to set up. It's not something that's appropriate for a clinical setting like this, where we've got appointments back to back. Um, marker marker less uh, gait analysis you don't need to be undressing and all the setup time but it's actually super super accurate so um, it gives us lots of information on all your you, you saw the data your joint positions your forces all of those things but without the the lengthy setup really yeah so what inspired you to set the run lab up in the first place so were you involved in in, in running physio running and yeah running yourself absolutely then, so I've, I've been a physio for 15 years and from right near the very start of my career I was working a lot with runners and, and in particular triathletes so I was working a lot with uh, elite level triathletes and a lot of them the injury issues they had were all to do with running and um, myself I was a, a sort of 
a club runner and a triathlete and back then I was just always injured so it was also I was a bit of my own project <laughs> I was I was thinking why am I always injured what can I do to, to find out more about this um, so I got really interested in running technique really near the, the start of my physio career um, and went on some different courses to do with biomechanics of, of running and things which back then were not in any way aimed at physios I was literally just doing them because they were interesting and and I was a runner and 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 it was really interesting the first um, course I ever did to do with running technique I came back and I thought wow this is so relevant to the runners that I'm treating all day long I'm in a treatment room treating people on a couch with running injuries and I never actually look at how they're running um, so over the years did lots more study lots of different experts on um, running and, and biomechanics um, and just gradually uh, shape the clinic that we've got here which is now um, predominantly runners that come to Cornwall Physio um, and it's brilliant we get to just talk about running all day long watch people <laughs> run um, and so set up the run lab um, I had been doing a lot of stuff with gait analysis already um, in 2D uh, for sort of 10-12 years um, and it was an obvious progression the new technology had just come over to the UK um, and I thought I need to have that here. Um, created the Run Lab. Wow, well, and, that's uh, that's great that you were the first to do that. Yeah, in the, in the country, a... that's amazing. I hope you're really enjoying this interview. If you'd like to come on the show and share your experiences, your expertise, and your top tips in any area of running, particularly maybe around your journey to your first marathon or first ultra marathon. Your training, including cross-training, anything you've got on clothing, shoes and equipment, eating and drinking prior to and on the run, motivation and mindset, injury prevention, dealing with injuries, etc. Any of those areas that you'd like to come and share your experience and expertise on, that would be fantastic. So please do get in touch and we'll fix up an interview to get you on the show. The best way to get in touch is to probably email me via Trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk and that's L-double-E for the Lee bit so that's trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk or connect with me on Facebook or LinkedIn. Okay, let's get back to the interview. Yeah, and now I understand somewhere, I think I caught sight of it earlier, but um, in one of my earlier interviews for this series, I did Andy Goundry interview, and Andy mentioned, I don't know whether he mentioned it in the podcast, but he certainly told me lots about it afterwards, was the, the anti-gravity tank or something you've got and here? Yes, we do have. What's that all about? So then? we've got an anti-gravity treadmill. So we've, oh, got, yeah, we've yeah. definitely got all the gear. Um, <laughs> so anti-gravity treadmill is the ultimate rehab tool. So right. it's NASA technology. It um, unweights your body. We can take you right down to... 20% of body weight, which is lighter than being in water. Um, wow. It allows us to run you when you've got an injury to, to, con um, to maintain your fitness. Mm. So professional athletes use them all the time. All of the premiership football clubs have all got them. As soon as a player is unable to play, they would have them stay and fit on the anti-gravity treadmill. Um, we're also able to use it for rehabbing people after different surgeries, um, rehabbing. We use it a lot here because um, we treat a lot of runners. We treat a lot of Achilles problems, plantar fasciitis, those kind of things. And when people are at the stage where they wouldn't usually be able to run at the moment, we can run them. So we can load those tissues up much sooner um, and help people to recover much, much quicker. Wow. And, and when you say it's like running at 20% of your weight, I mean, I'm like, oh, 
20%. You'll have to have a go. Yeah. It's when when we take someone down to twenty percent of body weight, they're flying along. They, they can float. Technically, <laughs> I'd be happy to yeah. run at eighty percent of no, my weight, let alone twenty percent. It does make you think. Oh, I should probably eat less cake. <laughs> it, it definitely does because I I am an amazing runner at sixty percent of body weight. Yeah, I have found that out. Um, but yeah, no, we twenty percent of body weight we don't use particularly with athletes 20 percent of body weight you're you're technically you can float it's just quite it's, it's good fun you can yeah. you can lift your legs yeah. off the floor um but we tend to um with the things that we tend to see with the knee injuries and the ankles and achilles we tend to start people at about 50 percent of their body weight so and could then, you actually you know if, if, if someone came along you know you, you you weighed me in before we we started today but we won't talk about that but uh, no the scales are wrong remember <laughs> My sh- my running shoes are massively heavy. They weigh half a stone. Oh, they do. Half a stone. Um, but joking apart, though, but if you were to run at say eighty percent in the in on the anti gravity treadmill, would would you be able to work out your optimum running weight um, within within reason? Within reason. So. Um, body weight is actually really quite important, especially to distance running. Is it? Um, it affects your economy a lot with body weight. Um, so you can, yes, you can look at, if you look at um, elite male runners at, at your sort of height, you'll see how much they weigh. You put that on the anti-gravity treadmill <laughs> and you'll see how good how good you could be. Yeah. Um, it's so interesting, actually, when I first uh, got the run lab here, um, I had a couple of weeks where I only really had elite runners along and seeing how light the female runners were. And I was thinking, oh, okay, so <laughs> I weigh quite different to that. But it, it does, body weight does make a huge difference to wow. distance yeah. running. And But there's always going to be a, um, a balancing act between being able to be powerful and also not getting injured um, and having a light body weight there's going to be that sort of tipping point where um it's no longer advantageous to be any lighter and have you got any tips for our our listeners uh, in terms of things they might do to help them well i suppose as a physio you don't want everybody not getting injured do you you need no no (laughs) keep doing lots of running (laughs) lots of road marathons (laughs) (laughs) but any tips that will help them sort of prevent sort of you know silly little injuries happening i think the best thing that people can do is to recover well um it's a, a real thing that i noticed because i get to um speak to uh, so many runners of different standards and the difference between the really good runners and the just general club runners is often structure in their training and structured recovery um so That's good runners often they will come in for treatment and they're quite chilled out and they'll talk about the fact that it's a easy week and recovery week and then the uh, often the sort of more um average club runners they come in here and they're always knackered and the the the, the <laughs> words recover week <laughs> recovery week it's like what's that um so we just they do a lot of races they do a lot of training they they don't sort of structure their training in any way to have easier weeks and harder weeks and and i think that makes such a huge difference to um your longevity as a runner but also your performance mm. well i read a very interesting article and i can't remember now who it was but it was about it was it's probably a runner's world article where uh an elite European or UK female runner had gone to train with Kipchoge's gang Mm -hmm. and she said she couldn't keep up but what she meant was that she couldn't keep up with their pace because it was so slow Uh she was running ahead of them all the time and they were running at nine and a half minute miles which is kind of more than twice their it's twice as slow as they normally run run. Um, 
and she was very surprised about how slow they were running. So is there, is there something in slow running, certainly in training? I think um, definitely uh, the elite runners that I've worked with, there's a, a, def- um, a real contrast between their deliberately fast mileage and their deliberately slow mileage. And um, more novice runners tend to do everything all at the same pace. So um, I've worked with a couple of Olympians and it's interesting to hear um, similar sort of thing. They do a lot of their long, slow mileage at kind of eight minute mile pace when their race pace is sort of four and a half, mm. five minute mile. And it, and they sort of go, oh, I do all of my running at <laughs> sort of, you know, eight and a half minute mile. It's so all, all the same pace. <laughs> I've been on a couple of club night recovery runs yeah and found myself you know struggling to keep up you know um because everyone seems to be running quite fast yeah but um so a bit of work to do on that so any any other any other tips you can give us as runners to help us uh, get faster and stay on the yeah, straight i i think um strength's important and and for runners if they were going to strengthen just one area it'd be strengthening around your hips mm. um is a good thing to do so if um strength work um, strengthening around your glutes and your hips and all of that would make a big difference um, and then uh, like we said a bit of recovery and, and sort of a structure to your training so you have got some easy stuff and some harder runs going on each week and each month okay so Lou how do people find you so the Cornwall Physio and the Run Lab we're based at Carline Bay in St Austell we've got a Facebook page that is called I think it's called Cornwall Physio and the Run Lab 3D Gait Analysis. I think it's what it might be called. Um, you can look up the Run Lab. Um, we're on uh, Instagram, the Run Lab, and um, people can uh, drop us an email to info at cornwallphysio.co.uk. We've got a website as well, which is cornwallphysio.co.uk. Great So stuff. we're quite easy to find. <laughs> there we go. Great stuff. Well, listen... Um, Really uh, big thanks, you know, for I enjoyed the, the you know, the, the session we did earlier. And uh, thank you very much for, for coming on the podcast. It's been great having having you on. And I hope that everybody listening has got something out of it. So um, if you need lose services, then you know how to find it out. So yeah, thank you very much. Been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much indeed. So don't forget, if you are listening to this on your podcast app, then just press the subscribe button, which means the podcast will drop onto your podcast app every single week without having you going to search for it and if you'd like to come on the podcast then drop me a note podcast at trevorleemedia.co.uk and we'll try and fix something up so that's the end of another episode thanks again to lou for being our, our guest this week fantastic well thank you very much indeed cool thank you that's it for another episode of 44 at 60 thanks for listening If you enjoyed the show, please do leave a review on your podcast app or wherever you download the podcast from. And we hope you've been inspired to get your running shoes on.